KFI AM 640, Bill Carroll. You've probably heard by now Demi Moore is in uh, shock, is what the headlines are saying, because somebody drowned in her pool in Beverly Hills. See, one headline says she's considering selling it. Would you sell your house? Somebody drowned in the pool? Yes. What a bizarre reaction. You're all looking at me like, a, I really like my house, guys. I... Oh, you would not, you think? Well, I don't know. Like, if Todd drowned in my pool, would I sell it? Probably not. Well, Todd. Because you love Todd, and you would... Want I would to be want near it as a tribute. I'd want to feel yeah. close oh, to him. Okay, good. I thought maybe it was going the other way. <laughs> you guys would all sell your house? I don't know. I would have difficulty maybe. with it. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have difficulty staying. But she didn't know the guy. I mean, if one of your own loved ones, your family, like a kid, one of your kids drowned in the pool, I get that. I can't live here anymore. I can't. I can't be. But if a bunch of people were having a party at your house, you got back and you found out somebody drowned in the pool. I don't, I don't know if I'd sell the house under those circumstances. I think I'd sell because it says she. This was a house she bought with her ex-husband Ashton Kutcher. Well, yeah. that's a better reason to yeah. sell. And he wasn't the one to drown in the pool. The whole place so has bad karma. So there's a whole karma. disappointment of that. Yeah. You, you think it has bad karma? Would you buy a house if somebody told you someone drowned in this no. pool? No, definitely not. Oh, so that house is going to sit abandoned forever now because somebody, I don't think it is. If it I was like an move in. older person who died in their bed, like in a nice, peaceful, after a long life, then yeah, I'd buy the house. But somebody tragically like cutting their life short, dying, drowning in a pool, partying, I, that's creepy to me. Nope. I'm out. Really? I, I guess I'm alone in this. Guess I'll be looking for a deal on Demi Moore's house. Yeah, because isn't that <laughs> isn't that a thing where when somebody dies, they have to disclose it to you? Well, and in the house, I wouldn't want to know. Yes, for a certain number of years, but I don't know about the pool. I don't know if you have to disclose the pool. I'll call Handle on the Law on the weekend, get some advice on it from him. But but I, I don't think you should have to disclose that. I mean, somebody was murdered maybe in the pool. But here's the worst part. This is everything that is wrong with this country today in this one story. And now because everybody's writing about it, right? And uh, they're saying she's in absolute shock. What happened was she was away uh, for her daughters on a, in Europe or something, out of the country anyway, to meet her daughters for a birthday celebration. And she got the news. She wasn't even at the house. She wasn't even in the country at the time. But some people who worked for her had a party. Now, look at the details of this, okay? A 21-year-old guy was pulled from the pool. He'd been floating in the deep end. They estimate he was in the water to tender for about 10 or 15 minutes, pronounced dead at about 5.30 local time on Sunday. So they had a late-night party at her house. And, of course, now they're interviewing lawyers to see, hey, how much trouble is she in? And they say, yeah, she could be held responsible. No way. Legally responsible. Excuse me, I have to clear my throat there. But How insane is that, that you're responsible for somebody drowning in your pool and you're not even there? Especially an adult. And it seems like it's because they worked for her. It was an employee of hers who was at the house and had the party. Entertainment lawyer Julian Chan said, employers are liable for the acts of their employees whether or not they're on the premises. Are you serious? Fire everybody who works for you right now. That's true. So if you pay someone to house sit and they have a party without your permission, well, even with your permission, somebody drowns, it's on you. Because, as they put it, another lawyer, uh, Leo Terrell, told Fox uh, 411 that uh, the lawsuit could be based on something called negligent supervision. As the homeowner... 
she'll be accused of failing to provide proper pool supervision. What am I? Am I supposed to hire a lifeguard in case my employees have a party while I'm gone? And by the way, if somebody still drowned, the lifeguard is my employee. So I'm responsible for their Yeah, what if anyway. the lifeguard, who's the one you're using to be responsible, what if he goes down? A lot of our friends think we're nuts, but we have pool parties. When their kids are involved, we, we always hire a lifeguard. You guys do that? It's not that I, expensive. We got like, we hire the swimming instructor who's qualified lifeguard because for two reasons. One, if somebody drowns, I feel like maybe I'll, I'll, if I get sued, I won't lose as much money because I did, you know, I, I went I went to some effort to ensure everybody's safety. But more than that, I don't have to yell and scream at the kids for doing super stupid stuff around the pool. I think that's brilliant. That's perfect. You guys can relax, and right. somebody else is, is there, responsible. That's great. And I don't have to be policing the other kids. Don't, no running on the pool deck. Right? Stop pushing that kid's head underwater. <laughs> Stop drowning your sister. I don't have to do any of those things. I have the lifeguard do it. You don't the have to be responsible you for your spend. own kids. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and if my kids drown, I, I have someone I can sue. I went to a That's toddler terrible. birthday party where they hired a lifeguard, and the mom said, uh, relax, take your shirt off. And he's like, oh, no, I'm fine. She goes, what do you think you're here for? Because he was a hot, like, 20-something-year-old, too. The way you told that story, I thought she, t- she had a lifeguard and then told you to take your shirt off. No. <laughs> She's- also, I was wondering if he just went to a toddler party by himself. Yeah, is that is that weird to do? <laughs> you showed up, you're the only adult. And what? She- you, I saw you, you there, Todd. Weren't you also? Just, I was the clown. Yeah. yeah. You think it's a party you get there. It's just a play date with your kids and her kids, and she asks you to take your shirt off. I am deeply suspicious of her motives. No, but it really is. I mean, when when, when are we going to be able to take personal responsibility? If somebody had a party and somebody drowned, well, that's on the person who drowned, If they, especially if they were intoxicated. I don't know if, they, if we know that yet, but... Chances are you got to figure, or maybe the guy couldn't swim. Well, what are you doing at a pool party if you can't swim? Stay away from the pool. As the homeowner, she'll be accused of failing to provide proper pool supervision. The lawsuit will attack her failure to ensure the safety of the guests from the danger of the pool. Well, some things are inherently dangerous. It's a swimming pool. Yes, you can drown in it. I understand you have to put a fence up so the neighbor's toddler doesn't wander in and drown in your backyard pool. But grown-up people having a party and somebody ends up in the pool, how is that on her? I don't understand that. I also find it hard to believe that someone who's in, like, a more middle-class level income is just as liable. You mean if it was someone like you or me? Yeah. You would be just as liable. But, but people would be less likely to sue Exactly. You. Anyway, no one has actually sued her yet. Maybe they won't. Maybe someone will just say, well, you know, that was my, uh, whoever's related to this 21-year-old guy. They'll just say, well, that's it's just bad luck. Just unfortunate. I mean, it's not, what did she, before she left it, you know where you might get in trouble is if you, maybe you didn't replace a burned out pool light or you didn't have the fence up properly or, you know, some of the basic things you're supposed to do. Uh, then I guess you're going to be responsible. That much I understand, but. I don't know, your your employees have a party at your home, and all of a sudden you're responsible for it? That's it. No more parties at my house. Remember that party I invited you guys to? It's off. Oh, man. What if we sign, like, a waiver or something? That's what I'm doing from now on. Everyone who comes in is signing a waiver. Keep a pad by the door? It was hard enough to get Todd to our house for a party. 
<laughs> yeah. having a son. Yeah, now he's go going out everywhere. Did you see him? He was at Mark Thompson's party. I saw him. I, I saw he you and too, I by the way. shared a cocktail. It was great. At two Brutus. Well, we didn't share a cocktail. No, I mean, we, one with two straws. We or... both had a cocktail yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't get invited to that. You well, were gone. So what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> you would, would you have done the power move, red eye, come in, go to the party, and fly out? He should have called me personally and said I'm having a party. No, he did. There was an email. But I, he did it on my company email. He knew I wasn't going to check that when I was on vacation. <laughs> he planned the whole thing. He probably waited six months to find out when I was on vacation just to have the party. Wasn't it called the No Bill Carroll Party? Isn't that, wasn't that the title? I don't know. Of the How would I know? I wasn't there. It was a I'll super check fun No Bill Carroll Party. But front yeah. and center in the picture, the group picture, there's Todd. And I thought it was really special that he'd come to my party. But there he was. He'll go to anybody's party. That's not true. I passed on a previous uh, Mark Thompson party before, so I felt bad. And I mean, not that that's the only reason I went. <laughs> this is a guilt-driven attendance for Todd. Nothing more. Just guilt. Todd, uh, I think you might have passed the ideal age to get married. Probably. And Libby is right there, perilously close. There is an ideal age, and I'll tell you what it is. Coming back. KFI AM 640, Bill Carroll. All right, maybe there is a proper age to get married. The theory has always been that if you waited till you got married, the longer you waited to get married, the less likely you were to get divorced. First of all, there's just no time. No, but, you know, you, you wait, you make a better choice, you're more mature. And that used to actually be statistically true. And then somebody did a new analysis and found out, guess what? Yeah, it's not true anymore. Nick Wolfinger is a professor of family and consumer studies and adjunct professor of sociology at the University of Utah, and he joins me right now. How you doing, Nick? Good. And yourself, Phil? Good. So you Good. decided to go back and analyze this data again, see what had changed. Why? What, what made you dig into it? Well, things change, and society changes, and I hadn't seen a recent estimate of how much age of marriage increases or decreases your likelihood of divorce, so I decided to go back in the data. And what I found surprised me. As you had said, previously all the studies show that the older you were when you got married, the more like, less likely you were to get divorced, period. But things have changed. So now um, if you wait till your late 20s or early 30s, the older you are in that age range, the less likely you are to get divorced. Um, but divorce risk now increases if you marry after your early 30s. So that's a big change. It's a U-shaped relationship with the sweet spot, the Goldilocks period, being between 28 and 32. So getting young, married too young increases your risk of divorce, but getting married too old does the same. Indeed. This okay, is so we... National then, di yeah. Oh, sorry. Go on. Yeah, there are two things we need to know. Yes. Why Why is it that, and what has changed? Uh, these are very good questions. I know. That's what I get paid I, for. <laughs> and sadly, uh, I don't have good answers to that. The data allowed me to establish the trend. They didn't don't provide much evidence about why this is the case. Um, certainly, if you adjust statistically for social differences between people, say race, and education and how many lovers you had before getting married and whether you had a child out of wedlock, all of that can help to explain this new trend, but it doesn't fully explain it. 
It's not a very good answer. So when you factor those things out, did yeah. you see any changes, or was the yeah, numbers? The trend, the trend is milder at that point. And I can speculate on what's happening. Milder at uh, what point? That if somebody had been, I'm not sure which part makes the, the trend change. You, you, you had a lot all, of stuff. All, there. Those, all of those factors. Okay. All those factors can help explain the trend. Now, that's still not a very good answer, but I'll give it a good shot. Um, maybe all the good people, you know, the people who are good bets for a lasting marriage are getting married by age 32. Maybe that's changed. I know we're meaning if you wait till you're 40, you're married, but maybe all along you really weren't the marrying type, so you get divorced. Yep, yep, indeed. Now that's changed. Why it's changed, I'm not sure, but certainly people are waiting much longer to get married than they ever have before. So maybe it's you know it's demographic pushback. You waited long enough, so the people who get married after 32 just aren't good bets for a lasting marriage. I know it's a pretty vague explanation, but it's the best we have. Might also be that people maybe were just maturing at a later age. So that the, could be too. You know, the assumption was I got to 31, I've experienced a lot of life, but now you got a lot of people. Well, I lived at home till I was 29, right? So they may, in fact, have been equivalent to a 21 year old 40 years ago. In some ways, although certainly people, many people, if they have a good opportunity to get married, that'll be the excuse to. You know, get out of your parents' basement. Maybe people just have more baggage, too. They could, although our analysis controls for that. It looks at whether you've had a child before marriage and how many sexual partners you've had. So I don't think that, you know, the baggage is a part of it, but it's not the whole answer. Wow. So the only thing you can really take away from this is that uh, if I get married at around age 30 or 31, my marriage has a better chance of succeeding than if I got married younger or later and we yep, don't know that, why. That, that is a takeaway. So what happens if you've got somebody who was uh, married, they were 31, they were married to someone who's 41, or you're 31, but you're marrying someone who's 21? Then what happens? Well, there's higher divorce risk because at 31, you're marrying at, in, at the sweet spot, but the person who's 41 has all of these factors working against you. Why did they wait so long? Right. Or, or if uh, you married someone much younger than you, they may yeah. be tempted to experience the world as a single person later. Yeah, and people, you can see, it makes sense why people who marry super young have high divorce rates. They're changing a lot. They're immature. Just be, imagine being married to your first high school girlfriend, and you'll get some sense of why that's true, where you love each other so much in the homeroom, and then you hate each other in third period, and then you're in love again at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it could also be that uh, people are waiting longer to get married, and then the stress of children comes along, yeah. and you know all those realities sink in, and uh, they're they're just more exhausted than they might have been children at twenty-one. Children don't have a huge effect on the divorce rate. No, no, not really. Um, I mean, certainly the chances of divorce go down when there's a young child in the house because who wants to skip out on your infant son or daughter? And then they go up a little when your child is a teenager, because I'm told that teenagers can sometimes be difficult. Um, you know, but that pretty much balances out. All right, I'm seeing a lot of people. Children, yeah. You seem to get married when the kids are really uh, divorced when the kids are really young these days. I don't know if that's it the happens, statistical it happen, trend. But... It doesn't happen a lot. Huh. All right. So our best advice for Libby, who is in the sweet spot right now, is marry fast, Libby, or it's not going to last. I got 
about a year before the sweet spot. Are you looking, Libby? I'm oh, I'm I'm looking everywhere. You know anybody? Oh, yeah, uh, me. I'm not married. <laughs> Are you in the sweet spot? No, no, I'm past the sweet spot. Yeah, but forget I'm a, it. I'm a professor. I'm a good catch. You're no good to Libby. Stop trying. Why am I no good for Libby? Because of your study. <laughs> what? I'm too old. How old are you, Libby? I'm 30. Let's talk. <laughs> Thank well, you. Hey, this I has think. Gotta be better Professor... than Tinder. Wow. What? Professor Nick Wolfinger. <laughs> Thanks for talking to us. Swipe right when you come to me, Libby. <laughs> professor of Family and Consumer oh Studies. Oh my gosh, this is very wow. Adjunct professor of sociology and hitting on women at the University of Utah. It's happening so fast. Nick's got game. Yeah. does have game. I do respect that, though. Relentless. He took a shot. He's obviously been on the Bill Carroll show page before he came on the show. He saw Libby like, I'm making my move on her. How old is she? But he's older than you, and then it's still not going to work. There's a whole graph that comes with this. And but I think the way he was describing is that it splits the statistical difference. So because she's in the sweet spot... She helps his average. Well, Libby is the sweet spot, I right? Think, in his mind, I think that's all he's thinking. Clearly, about. I'm was... very flattered by all of that. Yeah. Uh huh. Over the phone, that was very, very flattering. What else is happening, Libby, in your life besides <laughs> getting dates on the air? Um, it, my life is the news, Bill. All right, I think we need to tap into the brain pool of the KFI listeners. Why do you think people are now waiting longer to get married, but now they're they're getting divorced later in life again? It used to be just very simply. By the way, it's KFI M640. I'm Bill Carroll. It used to be very simple. If you looked at statistically, the longer you waited to get married, the less likely you were to get divorced. That was true 30 years ago. Today, that's true through your 20s. If you get married at 21, your risk of getting divorced is pretty high. If you wait till you're 31, it's much lower. But then at 41, it's high again. So if you look at it, and I, I got the uh, I got the the graph in front of me, the graph used to be straight down, now it's U shaped, and I can't figure out why. They, they can't either because it it just looks at the stats. They they can't dig into why it is now people are waiting till they get married, but the longer they wait, the more likely they are to get divorced. So there's a there's a Goldilocks age is what they're calling yeah. it. And am I reading 30, this wrong? 31. Or is it oh, even Justin? There's a, probably a good chance you are. Yeah. But, is it, it looks like it's even more likely that you're going to get a divorce if you get married in your 40s than if you got married in your early 20s. See how that that, it's, it, that gray gets even bigger, uh, no. to use to, uh, technical uh, terms. The gray gets bigger. <laughs> yes. There's nothing like talking about a graph Especially on radio. in the 40s. It, yeah. <laughs> I'm here to help. No, it does, because uh, if you look at it and you're... You're almost twice as likely right. to get divorced at 45 if you got married. And Which, if you got married at 45, then you are 25. Which seems... So you're right. It goes back up again. Seems weird, right? I, mean, I think people would just be content to live with someone and die. Right? Like the old days. 800-520-1KF5. You have a theory on this? Maybe some personal experience? You waited until you got married? You waited until you rolled and get married? Now you're divorced anyway. What happened? What went wrong? Maybe people, maybe it's because we're living longer and we're healthier and people just are not willing to put up with the BS anymore. Like, I don't have to, I, I, got, I got another 30 years ahead of me. I got a whole life to live. I don't have to put up with this bad marriage. And you can have 10 dates lined up in Tinder in one night. See, the, all that technology has changed things too, right? Everybody is replaceable. Yeah. Used to be really tough. Hey, maybe this is part of the explanation. You might be onto something here, Libby. There was a time, when was it easier to meet a, a mate? 
At what time in your life? College. College, right? You're in your early 20s. You just, everywhere you go, there are available <laughs> members of the opposite sex. And even after that, you're out clubbing with your friends, and right? It's just so easy to meet people. And then by the time you were 30, half the people you knew were married. They're home with their kids. Now you're in the club. You're standing there. You're that old guy with the beer right. belly. And all the 20-year-olds are looking at you like, what are you, hey, old man, what are you doing here? And it got harder and harder to meet people. Now, maybe those people, they got married. They're 30. They're 40 years old. They got married. But still, you're just a swipe away, as Many our professor out pointed there. out. Many fish in the sea. So what does that tell you? There's no hope for marriage. It's doomed. The institution is doomed. It's hopeless. <laughs> Unless you were 31, forget it. You might <laughs> go home right now tell your wife, honey. It's over. I've looked at the graph. It's just a matter of time. I mean, I love you, but it's, I mean, math is math. And, uh... Get on with our lives before it's too late. <laughs> Not going to matter anyway. Age of first, and it's first marriage too, by the way. Not second marriage. It's first marriage. Josh, I think, has a theory, and it can't be any worse than any of the ones we have. So let's do that here. 800-520-1KFI. Hey, Josh, you're on with Bill Carroll. Hey, Bill. Hey, just wanted to, I think just, uh, we're just, I don't know how to put it, but uh, we, uh, I made the comment that um, we, we change cars constantly. Um, we're compulsive to watch things, constantly changing things, buying new things. Um, I think in history that, um, you know, grandparents probably owned one vehicle their entire lives. Um, yeah, I don't had know one job for their entire work lives, right, lived in right. the same house. Think, I don't think it's an age thing as more as it's just a society thing. You know, here's the other thing. I mean, but, but none media, of that explains that, that might be true. But here's the problem with this study. None of that explains that at 31, if you get married, your chance of getting divorced are the lowest because everything you yeah. just said is true for a 31 year old as much as it is for a 41 year old or 21 year old. Well, I think you hit the spot too earlier when you said that is the 41 now the new 20-year-old or, you know, I think that as, as people live at home longer, no responsibilities. And, and, and I know that the over 40 crowd, I mean, uh, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks and you're setting your ways. And sometimes that just isn't going to work out in a, in a, in a, in a relationship. And calling your partner an old dog is probably going to lead to divorce as well. Solid point. Antoinette, what do you say? Yes. I think that um, we kind of live in a new era where it used to be shameful to get divorced, and now it's kind of shameful to be in a relationship that makes you unhappy. But if you're in your 30s, you're still going through a lot of things now, and that's kind of the time where you're, you know, buying homes or having children. And I think maybe if you wait too long for that, you kind of experience those things on your own. So you're missing an opportunity to grow. Again, though, uh, I, you know, how do you explain that? It's a different outlook if you got married at 31. Maybe those people just haven't been married long enough for us to see that they're going to get divorced. Maybe they're just their marriages will last longer, but they're still getting divorced. No, you know, I, I, my best guess, honestly, would be that because uh, I, I was scratching my head all the way through the commercial break, thinking about why that would be. I think that everybody waits now till they're older to get married. So what you're really seeing is some people still believe in the institution of marriage. And they're likely to get married around 30 because everything else is considered too young. And the people who waited longer than that are getting married maybe for different reasons. They're getting married because they want to have kids or they're pressured into it because they've been in a relationship for a long time. They weren't the ones as – I think people who get married at 30 are the ones who really, really want to be married. Mm -hmm. uh, I think of people who really want – remember when you know the, the, the cliche was the guy who got married at 19 or 20 was the one who always wanted to get married and have a family. 
I think that guy is now 30 when that it was comes me. to that conclusion. Right. But I bet today, if you were now 20 today, you probably wouldn't get married as much as that was the life you saw for yourself. Well, if it was, if it, I mean, I was in high school, I was looking for someone to be my wife and then I found her and the oh, advice just... I got from my parents who had been divorced, who said, you know, the hard part for you guys getting married so young is you're going to have to learn to grow together. And thankfully my wife and I have. So, well, yeah, it's still some road ahead of you there, pal. What do you mean? I don't want to be the one to point that out. I'm not done at 36. That's you're, not, you know, you're not done until you're dead. You can oh. still get divorced, but you, but you're really the outlier today. I am. I am. To, to know that you want to get married, and I guess I sort of vaguely knew one day I wanted to be married in high school, but not I want to get married. But that would be very rare today to find yeah. someone at 18 years old who feels that way. Because you you probably would still be living in, with your parents till you were 25, 26. Yeah, not my father. <laughs> he was <laughs> like, you need to be out at 18. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't giving you that choice. I understand that. Let's take one more here. Uh, we'll try Kim. Hey, Kim, your guess is as good as ours, that's for sure. What do you think's happening? I think the reason why people have a higher divorce rate after 45 is because they've stayed stable that long that if it's not working out, they'd rather be alone because they were already alone for that long of a period of time. So if we combine your theory, because I think there's some truth to that, but, I, it, I mean, again, they would have been, if they got married at 41 40 years ago, uh, then the numbers would have been different, right? They would have been even less likely to get divorced. Now they're more likely. But if you combine that fact your theory that they've been used to being alone with Libby's theory that there's a lot of fish in the sea now for those people combine those two. And maybe, you know, maybe, maybe 30 years ago, the 50 year old thought, well, I'm really not that happy, but this is my life and there's nothing else I can do about it. And I don't want to be alone. Now you're 50 gone. Hey, I still have options, man. I could be on the radio and hitting on Libby. Although I don't think the professor was, uh, who was hitting on Libby. I don't think he's 50. I've, I've, we looked at his picture. Yeah, his hair is longer than yours. You notice that? He has flowing locks. Yeah. I would put him at 40, maybe. That's fair. Libby, yeah, I, that's I think... in the 10-year window. I have a 10-year window. Just barely in your 10-year window. It's true. It's yeah. scraping by. Does it matter that he lives in, where is he in, in Idaho or something? Utah. He's in the Mount. Yeah, Utah. Yeah, that Mount might be Utah. an issue. For I like to ski, though. Oh. And snowboard. I think I said it off the air. I think he looks like a love child between Kenny G and Michael Bolton. So if that is your thing, that's not a stab. A jackpot. Yeah, right. Fabulous saxophone and dulcet tones. Yes. As long as he doesn't record music, I think that'll be okay that he's a combination of those two. But he did say, please pass along my number to uh, Libby. No, he did not. He seriously did. Yeah, Yeah, he took a real shot there. Wow. All right. Uh, There's also Ashley Madison, which might explain it, too. Because Maybe that helps divorce rates. I don't think Ashley Madison's existence makes people less likely to be divorced. What? Yeah, it's just a crazy theory I have. Anyway, if you are an Ashley Madison user, you're probably freaking out today. And I'll tell you why. Because if you didn't know about this, you need to know about this. And I have no sympathy for you. I really don't. Zero. Of course, I might go on there and find that's Sylvie. What is she doing on <laughs> Ashley Madison? I honestly thought she was at the spa every day. I'm not thinking with my head. That's coming up, but first... KFI AM 640, Bill Carroll. Hey, uh, Brian Holt is back from his honeymoon. 
and his wedding in Europe. So we get to hear all of his stories. Floating on a cloud of love. Got to tell you, I hated him in the last two weeks. Some of the pictures he was posting on a boat, all tanned and slim and all these fancy cocktail parties. Absolutely. Man, oh, man. Very depressing. Hey, Ashley Madison has been hacked. Ooh, that's not good. That's the uh, dating site for people who are already married. What's their slogan? Life is short. Have an affair. They should add to that. Marriage is shorter when you have an affair. There got to be a lot of nervous people, though, because it's happened before. There was a similar kind of uh, website back in March. Three and a half million people on this website. It was one where people got really out there where they would list their sexual preferences and their fetishes. And it's called uh, Adult Friend Finder. And that stuff got out there. They have 64 million members. And, it's, you know, people looking for swinger groups and three ways and alternative partners. And oh, I thought they were just looking for friends. All that kind of, Yeah, but multiple friends. Oh. Very friendly. <laughs> you know, back before all this stuff was on the Internet, there was this magazine in my hometown. It was this cheesy black and white cheaply printed magazine filled with want ads for people who wanted to date. It was basically a dating website, and we would always flip through it because at the the beginning of it, it was just kind of normal people, you know, 35-year-old single guy, newly divorced, looking to meet. But at the back, it was all the really weird stuff. And I'm flipping through, and there's my first cousin, massively obese, lying wearing only a diaper. He put his actual picture on there. Wait. Lying, wearing only, only a diaper. Only an adult diaper. Did it work out for him? And his fetish was about how he wanted to be treated like an infant and spanked. Did and it work out? Like, <laughs> oh, my, oh God. my God. This is my cousin. And then you, you look at it again going, well, I've never seen him in a diaper. Maybe I'm, I'm, maybe, maybe I'm confused. But it also had his same name, which, you know, made me highly suspicious. I could never look at him the same way out. You never, that never came up? You never talked to him about it? No, I didn't call him and go, hey, what's what's with the diaper? No, I just pretended it didn't happen. You could have slipped that into like a Christmas card, just a cut out of the ad into a Christmas card, just right. to let him know he's but, on notice. Now, see, here's the difference. So if he was applying for, say, a job, someone would have to have looked through the back of this sleazy little magazine and noticed him. Now you just type his name, boom, there that picture would show up on Google Images. There you are. In your, and it wasn't really an adult diaper. It was like a giant cloth towel that he'd wrapped up like a baby diaper. He had to MacGyver himself a diaper. With safety pins, like giant safety pins, keeping it closed. And Oh, yeah, it was not good. It's not good. So if you have an Ashley Madison website, be careful. They say that it's either going to be shut down or they're going to release this information. They're doing it, in, I guess, in the, under the guise of morality. But is it really any more moral to release that information about people? I think I saw your name. Yeah. That's what I need is more rejection in my life. I go to Ashley Madison to be ignored. Oh, my gosh. Thompson Espinosa coming up next. Welcome home. Welcome back. How was your trip? I missed you. Uh, It's a big question. My trip was great, but I'm happy to be back. All right. It was enough. I got to the point where uh, I could go back to work now. But is the timing okay, again, because of the Ashley Madison situation? I got back to deal with it. Yeah, I wanted to deal with the fallout. I get it. Get ahead of the story. Get ahead of the story. In fact, we're going to talk about it because... We're going to actually have people on talking about the experience. I call it karmic justice, my friends. This is what happens. 
when you want to redefine yeah, I, marriage. Not, I didn't stay awake last night feeling bad for those people. You didn't? It's a Cana- what's, this, what's the story with you Canadians? It's a Canadian company. The Toronto guy, yeah. Canadian founders. Yeah. What is happening? Oh, we're just polite to your face. Oh, is that how it happens? Behind your back, we're cheating on you. See, Libby, That's note to goes. self, when you go date, uh, don't, 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 don't date Canadian. Don't date Canadian, because infidelity is part of the deal, Look, apparently. it's very cold in that country. People need something to keep them warm in the winter. I thought one partner was enough, but apparently not. <laughs> apparently not. You look good. Welcome back, everybody. Thank Lots you. Bill's in the house. Thompson Espinosa coming up next. Justin, thanks. Good job today. Brian will be back tomorrow. We'll get to hear his stories. And uh, Libby, good to see you again. Todd, meh. Bill Carroll, KFI AM 640.